beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're living in strange times. None of us would have predicted that we'd be where we are today. The COVID-19 virus has spread throughout different parts of the world, and now it's already reached Canada. Our governing officials have made decisions to limit social contact to try to slow down the spread of this disease. Sports leagues are shut down. Schools are closed. Many people who can are working from home. And social gatherings are discouraged. Many of our Bible studies and catechism classes have been canceled. And many of our churches are live streaming instead of meeting in person. When you turn on the news or follow social media, all people seem to talk about is the COVID-19 virus and its effects. In the face of this, some, of us, some among us have the ability to remain calm. Yet for many, it is hard not to be worried or upset. You see that reflected in our society as well. The effects of the COVID-19 virus have sent the stock markets tumbling. Many consumers are worried about not having the staples of life and are panic buying. The result is that although the supply stream is strong, stores have temporarily been out of toilet paper and hand sanitizer and other staple items. So how should we react as we're confronted with the spread of the COVID-19 virus? As God's children, what are we to do? And how should we think? And how do we respond? In a broad sense, we know the answers to those questions. God calls us to turn to his word and to seek the guidance of his spirit. So we may be assured of his providential care over this world and over our lives. When faced with uncertainty and fear in a time of crisis, God teaches us to call upon him in prayer, asking for him to be near and to help us in times of trouble. Our churches have dedicated this Sunday to be a day of prayer across all the churches in our federation. It's a day on which we may humble ourselves before God. We know from the Bible that God is the one who sends plagues on the earth because of man's sinfulness as a call to repent. God wants all people everywhere to acknowledge him as Lord and King of all the earth, to see grace and help from him alone. We also come before God to ask him for his help during this crisis, to pray collectively that the Lord may give healing to the sick, that he may stop the spread of the virus, that he may grant wisdom to our leaders and calmness to the people, that he may bring back normalcy to our way of life and cause our nation to look to him for help. To help direct our prayers this morning, we'll focus on what God teaches us in Psalm 46. Psalm 46 is not a lament or a confession of sins or a song of thanksgiving or praise. There's something else going on in this psalm, something exuberant. God's people are boasting about who the Lord is. They're singing of their confidence in the Lord. This psalm is a confession of faith. 
It teaches us what it means to put our trust in the Lord our God, to rely on him for everything that we need. I preach you the word of God under the following theme. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. We'll see the certainty of this confession, the source of our security, and the peace of knowing God. Psalm 46 begins with a statement of faith, begins with a bold claim. The congregation of God sings forth her confidence in the Lord God. She boasts about what God means to her. Congregation says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. These words provide a fitting introduction for the whole psalm. They set the tone for what follows. This is a psalm in which God's people express their trust in God. They confidently shout forth their faith with joy. God's people feel secure because they know God is with them. Why are these people so confident? How come they can express their faith so strongly? The reason, beloved, is that they know who God is. They know what God has done for them in the past and what he will do for them in the future. They confess God is our refuge and strength. A refuge is a place where you take shelter in the storm. It's a place where you hide out in times of trouble. When Psalm 91 speaks of God being our refuge and fortress, it uses a beautiful example of God's care for us. It uses the image of a hen with a brood of chicks. Speaks of the Lord covering us with his feathers, that we might take refuge under his wings. The point it makes is, we are safe with God. Now you might question how safe a brood of chicks are with a mother hen when a predator comes hunting. Can a hen save her chicks from the attack of a fox? Probably not. But please note that in Psalm 46, the congregation confesses that God is their refuge and strength. The reason that they are secure with him is because he is a strong protector. God not only loves them, but he's also able to protect them. Please remember that our God is almighty. He has authority over everything that happens in heaven and on earth. It's because of his might and power that we can put our trust in him, for he is able to help us. This is what the people of God sing about in Psalm 46. God, just God, is our help. What a remarkable confession, especially in our day and age when we're inclined to rely on God plus something else. Our human tendency is to rely on ourselves. We rely on our health and strength to do our daily tasks. But with the COVID-19 virus spreading, it's inevitable that some of us will get sick. We rely on our jobs to earn an income and to support our families. But with COVID-19, many workplaces are shutting down. 
Some of us may not have opportunity to earn income anymore. The COVID-19 virus is a reminder of how many things in life we so easily take for granted. It's a reminder. We are not in control. We're but creatures made from the dust of the earth. We are finite. We're limited. In the end, we're powerless to help ourselves. But God can help because he is God. Why is it that people know that they can trust in God to help them? Because he's a very present help in trouble. For God's covenant people of old, God was not just a distant figure who dwelt in the heavens. He was in the midst of them. He dwelt among them. Early in Israel's history, God was with them in the tabernacle. They saw his glory present among them in the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night as they went on their travels through the wilderness. Later, God made his home among them in the temple in Jerusalem. Proverbs 27 verse 10 says, Better a neighbor who is near than a brother who is far away. The idea behind this proverb is that even though your brother loves you, he may not be able to help you because he's so far away. This proverb teaches that for someone to really be able to help us, that person needs to be close by. In Psalm 46, the congregation is secure under the care and the provision of the Lord God. Why? Because God abides with us. He knows everything that's happening in each of our lives. He dwells in our hearts by his spirit. God is not a God far removed from us. Please note the depth of the congregation's faith. The fact that God is their refuge and strength, the very present help in troubles, has visible results in their lives. God's people say, therefore, we will not fear. Psalm 46 goes on to describe a fearful earthquake. Mountains tumbling into the sea, resulting tsunamis that make the mountains tremble again. And yet in the midst of these catastrophes, God's people are not afraid. No matter what kind of troubles assail them, they have no fear. That's quite a confession to make. Fear is something common to all people. I don't think any of us could truthfully say we've never been afraid. Some people are scared of certain insects. Others jump when they see a mouse. Some are scared of snakes or other animals. Children will even have nightmares about such things. Some are scared of fire, others of water, others of heights. Some are easily frightened by strange noises at night. Others are insecure unless all the doors are locked. For some, illness is a great threat. Others fear death. The COVID-19 virus has struck fear into the hearts of many around us. And into some of our hearts, too. Fear takes many different forms. Yet at times, we're all susceptible to it. Yet in Psalm 46, God's people are so confident... They say they will not fear. Just imagine that, beloved. 
when beset by troubles, do you have that kind of confidence in God? Such confidence that you're never anxious about the future? Doesn't the COVID-19 virus at least create some uncertainty or worry in your heart? Why is it that the people of God can exhibit such trust in Psalm 46? How can they be so certain in their faith? You'd almost think that they were grandstanding. Where does their conviction come from? How can they be so secure that no matter what troubles occur, they will not fear? The answer to these questions lies in the nature of faith. Faith in God involves a childlike trust in Him. It involves accepting as true all the promises God has made to us in His Word. It's a firm confidence that God's blessings are not just for other people. They're also for me. Faith is believing what we cannot see. It's hoping when, humanly speaking, there is no hope. It's a deep-rooted assurance that God is faithful, even though our life may be upside down. Beloved, do you have faith in God? Do you accept the Bible as the infallible word of God? You believe what the Bible teaches us about God? Do you see God as your refuge and strength? Do you look to him in times of trouble? Are you confident of God's love for you and his power to save you from distress? There's times in our lives when we may think we don't have much faith. Seeing the certainty of the people of God in Psalm 46 can make us insecure in our faith. And yet, beloved, the people of God in the Old Covenant were no different from us. They were not more faithful or more trusting than we are. So how could they be so certain in their confession of faith? It's a question we'll answer in our second point. And it will focus on the source of our security. When we speak about our faith, we have a tendency to look at ourselves. Faith is a personal thing, and so we examine ourselves to see whether or not we have it. Yet when we look at ourselves, we examine ourselves, we often run stuck. That's exactly when the trouble starts. That's when our insecurities set in. That's when we begin to have questions and doubts. See, beloved, if our salvation depended on ourselves and on the strength of our faith, we'd all be in trouble. Who is there that never goes through struggles of faith in his or her life? Have you never had any doubts about your salvation? Has your assurance of faith always been strong? Most of us have gone through times in our lives when we are confronted with doubts and fears. Our walk with God through life has its highs, but also its lows. That's why it's important for us to focus on the source of our security. 
Instead of looking at ourselves, we need to look to the Lord God. That's what faith is all about. It's focusing on the one who can help us in our times of trouble. In Psalm 46, the confidence of God's people is not in themselves. It's in the Lord their God. He is the source of Zion's security. It's because they sing of God's presence and his power that they are secure no matter what troubles come upon them, no matter what dangers assail them. The congregation sings, There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. Striking, beloved, to note that unlike the capital cities of the surrounding nations, Jerusalem did not have a full-flowing river running through its midst. Rivers were a source of water and thus of well-being. They provided drink for man and beast. It was important for everyday life, but it was especially important in times of war, when enemies came to besiege the city. Since Zion didn't have such a river, what are God's people singing about? What is this river whose streams make glad the city of God? In Psalm 46, the Lord is his people's river. In the middle of his city, from his dwelling in the holy place, he provides sustaining refreshment. God gladdens the weary hearts of citizens harassed by the troubles of life. It's because God lives in the city that Jerusalem is invincible. When dawn arrives and hostile armies pick up their weapons to tighten the siege of the city, God arises to defend his beloved people because he lives there. Psalm 46 makes it clear that Zion's not just confident in the face of natural catastrophes. Faith sings of the Lord as if he were an army general, the Lord of hosts. He is the one who leads his troops in the defense of those whom he loves. Please note the contrast between God's people and her enemies. It's because God is in the midst of Zion that she shall not be moved. But that's different with those who are opposed to Zion. God's people sing, The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. God's people are confident on the day when their enemies attack, not because they're stronger, but because the Lord is on their side. Beloved Zion's composure does not simply come from faith in God, but from faith in the God who is with us. In Psalm 46, God's people sing a refrain, first in verse 7 and again in verse 11. They sing, the Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our fortress. God is with us. That's the Emmanuel promise. We're not alone. God's dwelling with his people in Zion in the Old Covenant is but a shadow of what has been fulfilled for us in the New Covenant. We know of how the Emmanuel promise has been fulfilled in Jesus Christ. We may sing of Christ's incarnation, of his coming in the flesh, as the only begotten Son of God. John 1 verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, 
And we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus Christ came into this world. The one true God took on human flesh and lived among sinful people. Christ did so with purpose. He came to live a righteous and holy life according to the will of God. He was tempted, but he did not fall into sin. He suffered, not for his own offenses, but for ours. Jesus voluntarily went the way of the cross to pay the price we could not pay, to bear God's wrath for our sins, and so to redeem us. The source of our security lies in Jesus Christ. We have the rich promises of the gospel. Not just that God will save us from our enemies or from trouble, but that he came to save us from sin and from death. We may be confident that out of the grace earned for us by Jesus Christ, we may share in all God's blessings in the forgiveness of sins and everlasting life but also in God's nearness and care in each of our lives during these uncertain times. Beloved, it's hard to be sure of God's purposes in sending the COVID-19 virus upon this earth. We know from Revelation that at times God will send plagues upon the earth. On the one hand, these are punishments upon man's sinfulness. On the other hand, they're a call to repent and to come to know the Lord and to serve Him. Think about what's happening with the COVID-19 virus. People are being told to stay home, to practice social isolation. Those who are sick are being encouraged to self-isolate. You know what the result of all that is? For many in this world, life is slowing down. We're always so busy. Go, go, go. Do this and do that. At times we hardly have time to think. But God's hitting the pause button on our lives. He's given people all over the world time to think. The sports leagues are all shut down. Much of the programming on TV is just boring. You can't watch Netflix all day. Social media gets tiring because the only thing happening on it is further reporting about COVID-19. If God is hitting the pause button on our lives, don't you think that we should take notice? He's giving us time and opportunity to think about why we're on earth, about how we're living our lives. He's forcing people to consider their frailty and their mortality. God wants people everywhere to question what life is really all about and what the future holds. God's giving people time and opportunity to discover the good news about Jesus Christ, the comfort and the security we have in him. COVID-19 is a glorious opportunity for the gospel to go forth. As Christians, we have an opportunity to spend time reading God's word and discussing it together. 
We have time to meditate about what's happening in this world and what our task is in these uncertain times. We have neighbors and friends who may not know the gospel, who may be experiencing great uncertainty and fear in their lives. Isn't this a wonderful opportunity to reach out to them, to share your faith with them? Perhaps we're not always in a situation to do that personally, but surely we can through phone and text and social media. Let people know that despite all the fear and the uncertainty all around us, we don't have to be afraid, for God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Brings us to our final point, the peace of knowing God. Psalm 46 ends with the congregation singing about the peace that God brings God's people sing about the mighty works the Lord has done. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He has vanquished all his people's enemies. His victory is complete. Not only has God defeated his enemies, he's also destroyed the wars, the weapons of their warfare. God breaks the bow. He shatters the spear. He burns the chariots with fire. God has made it impossible for the enemies of people to rise up against them again. And so Zion sings of the peace that the Lord has brought them. As people of the new covenant, we too may be confident in the peace God grants us. In Romans 5, Paul says that since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. See, beloved, any peace that's attained on this earth is only temporary. Sin and its effects will in one way or another destroy such peace. But the peace that we have with God is everlasting. Christ has paid the price for our sins. He has delivered us from the wrath of God. In Christ, God has adopted us as his children and heirs. We're part of God's family and God will look after us. Thus we see, beloved, that it's knowing God and His Son, Jesus Christ, that bring peace. The peace the Bible talks about is more than just an absence from war. It's being restored in the right relationship with God. Peace implies security and rest. Not running around at 100 miles an hour, trying to keep up with all our commitments, or trying to get the most out of this life but rather being secure in God's love, at rest in his grace and care. After speaking about how he would bring peace on earth, the Lord says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. You know what God's telling us here? He's saying, stop all your useless activity for a moment. Be quiet. Pay attention. Why? So we can hear God's message to us. And you know what it is? The Lord alone is God. He will be exalted among the nations. He will be exalted in the earth. God is sovereign over this whole world. He's in charge of everything in charge of each of our lives. 
God will accomplish his purposes. Also with the COVID-19 virus. Psalm 46 ends with the refrain, The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. It's knowing God's constant love and abiding faithfulness that gives us confidence. It's knowing of his almighty power that gives us security. If we hold fast the truth that the Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our fortress. And beloved, we never need to be afraid. In and of ourselves, we may not be very confident. Some of us may be struggling with anxiety and fear in all the uncertainty that's facing us at this time. Yet all our doubts and all our insecurities fade away when our eyes are directed to the Lord our God and to his grace in Jesus Christ. Therefore, together with the old covenant people of God, we may sing of our confidence in the Lord. We may boast that he is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. We may shout forth our faith in the Lord with the assurance he will always be with us. Let's sing of his love and faithfulness in Jesus Christ. And let's go forth in the coming weeks, trusting in him for all we need. Amen. Let's respond to the gospel message by rising and singing from Psalm 46, stanzas 1, 2, and 5. <laughs> 